Recording from an underground bunker, somewhere out west are two men who know the Padres best. Whether you follow the church of Tatis or Myers, we welcome you to the Faraway Friars. And today, as of recording on April 27, 2022, the Padres won the second game against the Reds, confirming that they would win at least the series, even if they were to lose tomorrow on Thursday. Omar, I know you brought it up in Discord to me how you were looking at the outlandish score from the Padres. And I was bringing up to you earlier that the last two games, by the time I get to check the score, the games have already been over. Yeah. Just, um, you know, uh, I think I told you specifically, I checked the score early on. I was like, okay, we're, we're down a run. Nothing to worry about. Check it again. It's 5-1. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And then the game tomorrow is at 9-something a.m. our time. By the time really? I'm eating, Damn. By the time, yeah, by the time I'm eating lunch, the game will be over. And the Padres may have swept or may have actually lost one to the Reds somehow. I got I to gotta do a oil change around that time. So, you know, I, I, I can wait in the dealership watching the game while that's going on. I got an oil change done last weekend. Yeah, I didn't realize I needed one until uh, I was driving my car earlier, and, and then I saw my RPMs fluctuate, and I was like, huh, oh, oh. what could be causing that? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I went to a place that, I'm not sure if they have these where you are, where like you literally just drive in, and uh, they do the oil change while you're still sitting in the car. Really? Damn. Yeah, and it's like, a, it's like a drive-through... Um, drive-through oil change place and they they cleaned out they changed out one of my filters too they might have something like that around here but uh i never go to it i just go to the dealership that's that's probably a little bit easier i was if it was in california i probably wouldn't do it it's not as hot here i'd probably be baking Mm. in the car just sitting there um but anyway oil changes aside i think the reds need a little bit more than an oil change on um the baseball rankings that I do every week with other Redditors. I've been ranking the Reds 30th out of 30 teams. And I, yeah. Because I think, you know, the Orioles are bad. The Pirates are bad. There's some, there's some teams that are bad. But when I look at the Reds, I think it's just advanced terribleness. Uh, Do you know their record off the top of your head? I saw it earlier, so I'm using memory more than the top of my head. It's like three and fifteen or something. Uh huh. Is that exactly right? Yep. Okay. Good. Three right. and fifteen. They are one in six <laughs> at home and two and nine on the road. Oh, that's brutal. I was looking at what Tommy Pham was doing because he he had a great series that opening series against the Padres. Um, he hit like four hundred. And he had, you know, pretty much the only important runs for the Reds. And so far in this series, he's he's doing pretty well. He he was two for four with an RBI and a walk today. He got thrown out. Uh, one of the highlights on um on one of his hits, he got thrown out trying to get to second, but it still counts as a single, of course, in the stat sheet. But he's been three of eight with a walk and an RBI. That's pretty much the best you're gonna see on the Reds' uh, stat line for the last two games. 
he he really hates the Padres. He he really hates us. I don't I don't know what we did as a team. I can understand he doesn't like San Diego because he got stabbed there, maybe. Hmm. But but as a team, I'm not sure what what the team did to him. I don't know. Just you know, it's it's probably a combination of not liking us slash being a former Padre, and you know we all know what former Padres do to us. So, is there any team that you think will finish with a worse record than the Reds this year? Any team? Uh, let me let me skim through them right now. We're going to look at some of these team standings a little bit as to where they are after about a month of baseball. You know, Reds... I was mm-hmm. I was going to lean towards the athletics because, you know, they had their whole fire cell and taken a part of the team. And they're currently nine and nine right now. So maybe they're a little bit more on the up and up compared to the Reds. Uh, other than them. Honestly, I don't know. Like the Orioles are bad, the Rangers are kind of bad, the Nationals are bad. But compare compared those teams to the Reds, it's they have just better outlooks than them right now. I think I don't think it's a question of the outlook because I think the thing with the Reds is like it's so weird because they have Joey Votto still. But then, like, I don't think they have any young players that I think are coming up. So they're in this weird mode where they have to rebuild for a few years, starting now. So it's going to be bad for them for a while. I don't follow too many of these other teams. Um, but I know the Rangers have made some moves in the offseason. And they're, they've been a bad team for a little bit, but they're trying to turn the page. I know the Orioles have a lot of young guys. And they're trying to, you know, get those guys their first starts in the majors and their first games and trying to turn around the D-backs uh, were ranked 28th for our power rankings. And I don't really know what the D-back strategy is, but they look a little bit better than the Reds. The Nationals were actually 29th in our standings, uh, in our rankings this past week. Not sure about the Nationals. Right now they are 6-14, and 14, which is not good either. I remember I was, I was I was listening to one of their games. I think it was the open series against the Mets in the mm-hmm. car because uh, you know uh, I had a long drive and no Padres baseball. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like they they could be doing better. Uh, the NL East is weird. I always find it weird. Either the teams overperform or they're just kind of underperforming. You know, like right now the Mets like they're performing pretty much out of their minds right now. They're doing really well, while teams like the Braves not doing as well as we'd expect them to. And the Nationals, I feel like, could be doing a little bit better. But also, I'd imagine they're at this point where we expected them to to be at. The Braves, I think, like, they didn't have a good surge until the last month of the season last year. So I think it's very possible that they try to do that again this year. Or that just might be, like, the what ends up happening. But I'm not sure if that'll be enough, if they're already too far behind some of the other teams. Um, I do have a question. We started, of course, with two wins in a row against the Reds. We have one more game tomorrow, then we have three against the Pirates. The Pirates are 8-10. and 10. They're not expected to be much this year, but they're doing okay so far. How many wins do you think we have for the course of the week? 
I'd say, ideally, we should at least have... So, we have two wins right now. Mm. I'd say we should at least aim for three more. Uh, I can imagine, because, you know, we're the Padres, uh, we drop one either against the Reds or the Pirates. I can imagine that. Mm. But realistically, we should be getting three wins from these next four games. I like that. Um, I think that's a very... That's not like an overachieving estimation. In fact, if you were to say we lose two games, that would be like, huh, you know? But overall, the week would still go pretty well. Uh, shout out, by the way, Mackenzie Gore. Today's game, he finished with five innings pitched, only one earned run, two walks, but he had 10 strikeouts as well, uh, getting the win over the Reds tonight. Of course, uh, we were kind of worried about him as Padre fans for the last few years, trying to see when he was going to come up. But I think he's done pretty well in his first few starts here in the majors. Manny, I believe I saw, is leading the MLB, or at least the National League, in wins above replacement or war. And Hosmer, for a short while, was near the top for uh, batting average. In fact, Eric Hosmer is right now hitting 410. Now, I can't imagine that Hosmer could keep that up. But do you think we're going to have a research from Eric Hosmer this year? Do you think he's going to stay above average all year as a hitter? I, can, I saw he was leading briefly. He is currently third behind yeah. Tom Murphy and Owen Miller. I kind of like how just how good he is this year. You know, uh, I, I'm seeing all of Twitter just like losing their mind because, hey, this we're finally getting what we paid. Um, what's his name? Kevin AC. Mm-hmm. who is obviously the beat reporter for the San Diego Tribune, uh, who's also a noted Eric Hosmer enthusiast, is okay. probably very happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, pro- pro- honestly, props to everyone on the team, uh, you know, doing well as is, uh, especially without, you know, someone like Tatis, who usually carries a lot of our offense. You know, having having Manny, you know, do his... I would consider his normal output maybe a little bit higher than what it was, maybe, but still doing really good. And Hosmer also, you know, performing to what was very much expensive of him. Same with uh, Jerkson Profar as well, who's playing out of his mind. He is currently, I believe, second in National League home runs and also just having an amazing season offensively and defensively as well. He does have five home runs and 15 RBIs as of uh, as of this recording. Also, 12 walks. That's a lot of walking. Yeah. Also, guess who is leading the league in stolen bases? Mm. I think I saw this earlier. Uh, I'm not looking at it right now. Hmm. Is it Cronenworth? Nope. It is former Padre Jorge Mateo. Jorge Mateo, of course, that makes sense. Yes, as we, as you should remember, he was Mr. Quick with us. He definitely was. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to ask you, without looking, I might as well do it now. Who do you think is leading the MLB in quality starts, as of speaking? Uh, I, I literally just saw this right now while I was looking at the stolen bases, but um, I'm going to try not to look at it again. Mm-hmm. I know... Joe Musgrove is up there with four. 
It is Musgrove. Yeah, on the top five, you have Musgrove, and then you have Darvish, who I believe Darvish is only behind him, possibly because he hasn't gotten another start yet. Uh, Musgrove got the first start on Monday against the Reds in the first game of that series, and that was a quality start. So he has four quality starts. Quality start is six innings with two runs, maybe three runs or less. I think it's three. I think it's three runs. I think it's three runs too, but you have to complete six innings. Um, not just make it to six. And that's a great start for Padres pitching. Uh, like I mentioned, of course, Mackenzie Gore is doing well. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good in that sense. I do uh, see some other interesting things on this leaderboard. Ty France uh, is second in RBIs with Seattle. Ty France is a former Padre. And the only reason why that's relevant to me is that I traded... Uh, in fantasy, of course, everybody loves a fantasy baseball story. I traded him to my dad for uh, Denelson Lamette this year, thinking Lamette was going to be a closer. But uh, Ooh, that... Ty France is that. is just um, murdering the ball, and he's doing great. Good job, Ty France. Good job, Ty France. I'm currently getting slaughtered by my opponent in fantasy right now, 146 mm-hmm. to 54. Ooh. I'm I'm doing uh, well this interesting week. Interesting trade mm-hmm. move. Uh, I believe a friend of mine offered me three players mm-hmm. for Seiya Suzuki. Obviously, oh. of the Cubs right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me find out who they were. Just one second. Yeah. He offered me Charlie Blackman, Connor Joe, and Gio Orsella, I believe. Okay. I declined the trade. <laughs> I'd rather keep right the away. too. Even, even, um, even against my own uh, better judgment, I I, I believe, like to keep rookies. I believe he. I believe the same guy offered me Joey Gallo, not for Seiya, but for someone else. I don't remember who. There's always one guy in every league that offers way too many trades, and then you never trust him because even if the trade offer is good, you don't believe it because mm-hmm. he's he's offered so many you know bad trades so far. Okay. Yeah, I I declined on Gallo because, as you probably heard, he's been struggling this year, yeah. and you know, I didn't want to risk it. That's completely fair. I do have to ask you, I was just bringing up Ty France and the Mariners. Looking at the AL West, the top two teams are the Mariners and the Angels. And I want to play a little game of pretender or contender here. Ooh. Angels, Omar. Shohei Otani. You know, uh, Trout, other guys that I'm not as well aware of. Angels, are they pretenders or contenders? I want to say contenders so bad. I think this year it could happen, but I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm gonna say pretenders. You're gonna say pretenders? Yeah. I'm gonna say pretenders as well for the Angels because. Quite frankly, they haven't put together a good year, like a full season over the last few years. And I don't think they have the depth. They've been seven and three in their last 10 and they're doing well. And they have the individual talent, especially when Shohei's doing Shohei things. And I don't think his stats have been great so far, but he's had blips of getting into form. But I, I think they're pretenders right now. Now, what about Ty France and those Mariners? 
you know me. I'm I'm definitely a, a Mariners guy. Uh, I think it's it's gonna be their year. Now on the Rays broadcast today, either today or yesterday, they were showing how the Mariners have the longest playoff drought in uh, North American Big Four sports history. Uh, 2001 to current day, no playoff appearances. You think they're contenders this year? This is the year. Contender contenders? I don't know, but to to make it to the playoffs, absolutely. To make the playoffs, at least. Okay. I'm going to go against the grain here, and I'm going to say the Mariners fail us all once again. Wow. Just had to do it. Do it. I'm like going to say I'm going to say the Astros win the AL West and no team represents them in the wild card. Hmm. That division in the wild card. Now, sticking in the AL really quick, I want you to look at both of the Sox. We have the Red Sox at eight and 11 made the playoffs last year, I believe. White Sox at seven and 10 definitely made the playoffs last year. Both of those teams. Rather than pretender, contender, are they going to get back together? (laughs) Or are they down bad? The Red Sox, maybe. They have some they have some pretty decent players. And, you know, we see we see how their form can turn around, you know, like last year. I don't remember if I had them making the playoffs, but obviously they didn't. Obviously, they made it all the way to the ALCS. So I can imagine the Red Sox could turn it around. White Sox, I like the White Sox. I think they have a talented team. But I think this year could be a kind of, not a a full step back, but a little bit of a regression to what they did last year. For reference, uh, the Red Sox did win 92 games last year. The White Sox won 93 games last year. And again, they're both on slow starts right now. I'm going to go the opposite of you. Not to just be contrarian, but I'm doing it because I'm looking at the divisions they're in. And the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Rays, I feel like they could just bury the Red Sox if the Red Sox don't keep up right now. You know what I mean? Like It could be over by the All-Star break if they're down 15 games to the Yankees and the Blue Jays, for instance. Whereas in the AL Central, I don't see either the Twins or the Guardians running away with it. Like, I feel like if the Twins or Guardians win the division, they might get 85 wins. Mm. So I think the White Sox could get there. They could turn it around and make it with a much lower win total than the Red Sox would need to make it. I See, I feel like the AL Central is just a little bit more competitive this year. Just pretty much from every team. So it won't be like last year where um, pretty much everyone in that division besides the White Sox were just complete crap. You know, it's going to be a little bit harder for them to win. You know, as well, compared to the AL East where every team on there, aside from the Orioles, could legitimately make the playoffs. Okay. I don't, I don't hate that take. I know the Royals have been doing a little bit better. And shout out... Uh, Tigers legend Miguel Cabrera getting three thousand hits. Nothing by respect. Actually, not you. You've probably seen this because it's been thrown around a lot. But do you want to know who is the only member of the three thousand five hundred triple crown club? 
I wonder who it is. So it's is it Miguel Cabrera? Mm-hmm. Okay. Only <laughs> player in history to do those three stats. One of my first baseball memories was watching the Florida Marlins uh, win the World Series against the Yankees. Rookie Miguel Cabrera was on that team, and he was he wasn't a star yet, of course, but he was a very good player for that team. And I remember watching him, and that was like back in 2003 or something, like a very long time ago. And of course, I had no idea that he'd still be playing today and have that huge Hall of Fame impact for the Tigers. I feel like people underestimate how good Cabrera is, you know, because, like, you know, we have like other Hall of Famers, you know, ones who are retiring this year, like Albert Pujols, Seattle Molina, maybe Adam Wainwright. I just really I know I said all Cardinals, but Cardinals you know what guys. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but Miguel Carrera is definitely someone who honestly could be in our circle. I think it gets easy when a guy does something so well that he does it consistently that it's like it makes it look less impressive. And a triple crown is incredibly amazing. And you know, outside of like trout. I don't think anyone currently playing baseball uh, is near that level in an individual season sort of thing. If that makes sense. Trout, did you see him get a triple off a check swing? I did not. What? (laughs) Link me. Me. Yeah, I'll link link you right now. So uh, it's kind of more exaggerated than you think. It's really just the right fielder kind of doing a poor job of fielding. Usually when there's a walk in the a walk, what's it called? A in the park home run or a triple that's an odd triple, it's usually some sort of error by the fielder, but I wanna see this. Uh link is about to be sent. Ooh, a little roller to right field. Right fielder's got it. Oh, and it's snagged by the pickoff man. Wasn't even a play at third. Wow. <laughs> that, that's just a, a fluky play. Mike Trout doing Mike Trout things. Mike Trout doing odd Mike Trout things. Going to the American League, those were the teams that I thought were standouts as far as their current record versus, I think, kind of where we expected them to be. As far as the National League, I wanted to bring up just a few teams here. I wanted to see. Uh, if you thought the Mets are pretenders or contenders, the Mets, of course, had a down year last year. The biggest change to me is an updated manager in Buck Showalter. They just got in a brawl today with the Cardinals. Are they pretenders or contenders, Omar? See, it's the Mets. So I'm always inclined to say pretenders just because, you know, we we see them every year. <laughs> Coming in and just you know, little Mets, but yeah. I I think this year, yeah, I I feel like they're contenders. And going along that going along that line, the NL East. Do you think the Braves? I think we kind of covered this already, but do you think the Braves figure it out? I think they do. Okay. Uh, whether it is like what happened last year, where they trade deadline their way into a playoff berth. 
Mm-hmm. Or if they just, you know, once they get back, let's say like Ronald Acuna Jr. And they just start piecing it together. Kind of, you know, similar to what the Padres are with, with Fernando Tatis, you know, mm-hmm. like where they're playing decently. But once they get their guy, they can really go off the rails. I think that could I, that could definitely happen with the Braves. Um, it was hard to predict their run last year. It depends. The Braves' answer depends on what you think of the Mets. And I actually think the Mets will be pretty good, though. I think they'll stay good. You know, I could definitely see the Braves not necessarily beat them, but, you know, get close enough. They'll at least be wild card contenders at some point. Speaking of wild card contenders, you look at the NL West. Right now, the Padres, I believe, would have the last wild card spot. They're at 12 and 7 right now. The Dodgers are 12 and 6. The Giants are at 13 and 5. And I don't think those are big surprises there. The Giants, maybe you might have thought that they would be a little bit slower out the gate. They're still a very good team. My question is, are the Rockies, who are 10 and 8 right now, going to hang in there uh, in the NL West fight? I kind of want them to. Just <laughs> I, I love chaos. And whenever I think of the Rockies or the Diamondbacks, I just think of chaos. I've I've voiced my vo- opinion on the Rockies before. I think that they're frauds. You know, their GM's a clown. Uh, I think probably in short amount of time they'll go back to where we expect them to be, which is fighting for a high lottery pick with the Diamondbacks. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think they'll be able to hang in there as long. Uh, last year, they actually ended up with about the same record as the Padres, which I think is more telling for how badly our season went at the end there than theirs. But I, I don't think they'll be able to keep up. Did they really have the same record as us? Last year, it was close. Um. No, you were wrong. Uh, we were ahead of them by five games. Was, I was about to say. It was close, though. You it, know? Was clo- it was probably closer we were... than, you know, it should have been. No, what I... Yeah, like, I remember that. And looking at that, you can see that the Padres are closer to the Rockies than they were to a playoff spot, or especially the Giants and Dodgers, which is... That's what I meant by that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. And that, that tells you how our season went more than theirs. Um, as far as baseball, I think that's about good for now. We'll see how the Padres do in relatively, I think, easier games. I never want to say that the games are easy, but the the Reds games look easy. I think the Pirates will be a a general test because the Pirates are an okay team. Then the Padres play the Guardians, then the Marlins. None of these are like marquee matchups. I think we will get back to recording around the time of the Brave series in two weeks. This is letting you know we have another episode with bonus content that we originally recorded after this episode. Whether you're San Diego at home or San Diego at heart, thank you for being with us from the start. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Far Away Friars podcast, and see you soon.